right. I'm not. I'm so nervous. <laughs> okay. All right. Welcome, stoners, to our first episode of Loaded. Uh, we are the 420-friendly podcast where we discuss the recreational and medicinal benefits of weed while getting, you guessed it, totally fucking loaded. So today, uh, for our first episode, I have two guests joining us. I have one of my really great friends, Glow, and her girlfriend, Melody. What's going on? So I, I've met them personally through my girlfriend. Um, but go ahead and give a little bit of background information on what you guys do and kind of your ties to the weed community, even if it's just being fucking stoners. That's totally acceptable. Go ahead, Viv. You want to start off? Can we start over? Can you fucking pay attention to what she's telling you to say? Um, my name is Mel, and I go by Mel the Manager. I'm from Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, I have... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're getting recording. You just I know me. we're being like, recorded. Take two, three, four, five. Let's go, Mal. You got this. You want me to do it for you? Instead? Let me start off. There you go. All right, Glow. Take it away. Um. Hey, everyone. So my name is Gloria, but never call me that. I go by Glow. Um. I'm a um. I'm a model and an actress, newly relocated to the Los Angeles area. So if you're out here, let's link up, especially if you're a stoner. Um, so my connection to the community, um, aside from just really appreciating the uplifting benefits of, you know, this beautiful plant itself. Right, um, right, right. I can say, I don't want to say that I'm an activist because, you know, I ain't out there marching around and, you know, really being right. active. Not like an but, active yeah, activist. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm activist a pretty, at heart. Yeah, I'm an activist at heart. I'm a pretty positive, you know, spokesperson. I will proudly tell anyone who asks me if I smoke, I gladly do, and I will invite them. And there you fucking go. they give me a little steak face, I'm going to pull out a blunt and tell them that they need to hit it. So, this uh, is yeah, why we love Gloria. That's my that's my little connection there. I mean, Glow. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> um, Maddie gets past. She can call me. Glow, you know, she knows me like that. Um, as far as my girlfriend, Melody... AKA Mel, the manager. You ready to try it this time? <sighs> she, she, she actually, uh, my, um, my girlfriend, Melody, AKA Mel, the manager. Uh, she's about to tune in in a minute, but she's going to tell you guys that she started smoking because of me. That <laughs> I was the reason that she started smoking. Now, let me tell you a little bit about that before she goes head in on this. I was already, you know, as I said, a positive spoke person for this beautiful plant that this universe provides us with mm-hmm. um you know she came into my life and 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 realized that it was you know a, a nice little safe thing she was a, a oh so you didn't actually smoke before you met Gloria definitely not no she was a she was a, a goody too she was a little college girl here how did you feel about it oh, like were you against it or did you just not do it because you were playing sports no, I wasn't against it. I was just not doing it because I was playing sports, and I always thought that it would slow me down, which it truly probably would have. Right. But I love it. Now, let <laughs> me tune in and say this, too. It would have slowed her down because um, my weed family. You have to be a self-disciplined person in order to, you know, be able to enjoy this plant to the fullest. Absolutely. At least I say because mm-hmm. it can take over if you are not able to control your own habits. Absolutely. And is working on herself this way. Yeah, and that's part of what we want to talk about today is just kind of starting with the basics because whether you just started or it's something you've been doing for a long time, it's really easy to over-divulge in something that is so great and enjoyable. 
Her introduction. You forgot. Go ahead. You could do your introduction. Are you ready this time? Just so you guys know, because hopefully I cut it out by this point, this is like our fifth attempt or fourth attempt at Mel's introduction. Mm -hmm. So no pressure or anything. You know. My future self is just cussing you out. <laughs> shout out to Loda. Shout out to you, Maddie. Thank, Thank you. For me and the first lady out. Of you course. Know, my name is Mel. Um, I'm from Sacramento. I go by Mel the manager out there because, you know, the, I manage in the music industry right now. And, mm -hmm. um, I got a few artists right now, you know. I won't say much about them because right now you, you'll see. Just follow Mel the manager. We working, baby. There you follow go. Follow Mel the manager on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You feel me? You find everything out. And she does work with like music artists, but she has uh, been very, very helpful with this podcast and just kind of arranging things in the background with me and helping me get organized with my thoughts. So I guess you can like kind of take credit for part of this if you'd like. <laughs> Don't let that go to your head too much though. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> All right. So let's just kind of jump into this. So what we are going to be smoking today what did we get? Oh, vanilla Kush. Mm -hmm. So you guys have a vanilla blunt over here. Kush. We have our blunts right here. Mm -hmm. You can go ahead and spark up if you'd like. Nice. And we'll start giving some background on this beautiful strain. I, I, should I say the strain that I have though? Since I have oh yeah, one that's, one? that's totally, okay. duh. Yeah. Well, let me pull up the description. Okay. So I'll go over this one first. So we're starting off with vanilla Kush. Um, I got this information from Leafly. So if it's wrong, you can blame them. Um, this is an Indica strain. Uh, it comes from Barney's Farm in Amsterdam, and it actually, back in 2009, uh, placed second overall at the High Times Cannabis Cup. Um, so this should be a pretty decent strain. I'm pretty excited to try it. Um, it's a cross, it looks like, between Afghan and Cashmere Kush. Um, it's uh, supposed to... Uh, triggered senses of vanilla, lavender, and hints of citrus. So we're get, definitely going to try and, and look out for that while we're smoking it. Um, and then did you, mm -hmm. okay, go ahead. So what I have here today, guys, is a little strand. It's a hybrid called Blue Diesel. It is a cross between, sorry, let me pull up my information and make sure I give <laughs> you guys the correct stuff. Right. So it is a cross between the Sativa strain, New York City Diesel, and the indica dominant strain blueberry let's see what is it it's straight up blueberry there we go yeah so we have blueberry here in new york city diesel train um so oh, a i diesel definitely train. Jeez. okay okay all okay. right it, I, and i hear it gets serious in here. i mean it sounds like it i mean <laughs> diesel trains too i mean trains just big ass things pretty serious um let's see so it's definitely a good wake and bake for me um mm -hmm. because it definitely helps me work efficiently throughout the day without giving me that couch lock but it also attacks my anxiety which is why i usually go for indicas because it's the heaviest thing right that helps me out with that Absolutely. Um, but unfortunately, the indicas get a little bit heavy for me, and I call those bedtime blunts. You know why? Because I smoke those right before bed, because what, I, what am I ready go. for after I smoke that thing? Bed, bitch. There we go. We ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I see the lighter? Oh, yeah, of course. Hold on. Sorry. Let me spark this up a little bit more. Oh, not a problem. Well, after, uh, well, after you guys' explanations about both, I... Uh... I still think about blueberry or vanilla. Mm -hmm. And have you guys had either one of these strains before? I have actually smoked uh, vanilla before. Okay, That was cool. a strand that I ordered from Weed Dash. Okay. I never have. Um, oh yeah, and that was another thing we wanted to. Uh, so what we, what I wanted to do a little bit in the episodes is wherever we get the product from that we're going to be kind of sampling out on the episode, I definitely want to give those people a shout out. Uh, we, we are very much so in. Uh, uh, support of the cannabis community. So anything that we use here, we definitely want to give credit. 
Um, so this, I'm not from the LA area and that's currently where we're actually at right now. So that's where we got this weed. So Gloria has a little bit more information on that. So I want to give a major shout out to Weed Dash because they come through all the time. Not only that, they have a referral. You refer a friend, they throw in a free gram. Not only that. Not only that. It's buy one, get one free. What? I spend between forty to sixty dollars on two eighths at time. Okay. If you piece that up and you do your math, mm -hmm. like me, that's thirty and thirty at eight. That's like buying some street weed. Now y'all know how happy that is when you buy it from the club. Yes. Like eighty dollars on an eighth. Yes. It's very possible. I've done it before. <laughs> Especially at the clubs, you know what I mean. They really get you. They have all those yeah. samples. Just, just so yeah. many options there. And you know it's hard, but. So if you are in the LA area, we mm -hmm. dash. Now go directly to their website. You don't even have to hit them up on Get Nug, but you can because I love Get Nug as well. But you can check out their their direct um, website, which is weed-delivery.com. Also, mm -hmm. if you just Google weed dash, it's W E E D A S H, no double D. Weed Ash. Like <laughs> there you go, Weed Ash. <laughs> and another good thing about uh, this service that I noticed is that LA is really fucking big, so mm -hmm. I assume that it would probably take like an average of maybe an hour to two hours if not more because in sacramento it can be like a 45 minute two hour wait yeah. uh but we ran to the bank and then stopped at like a 7-eleven and came back and by that time i mean they were already here so yeah that's real clutch we dash usually takes about at the max they've taken an hour and 15 and that's only happened about twice and i order at least once to twice a week mm -hmm. um they take usually about 45 minutes to an hour and they yeah they come through and again that's under you know that's definitely understandable mm -hmm. for the size of the city so it's just nice to have uh, like a delivery service or a vendor that you can definitely count on because uh, i know for me personally when i want weed i want it now okay. i'm not hitting someone up because i want you to sell it to me and serve it to me in four hours or mm -hmm. you know whatever no i want it right now so okay so as we're smoking this i actually uh part of what i wanted to do was talk about what we were using to smoke with and i kind of forgot about that because i'm kind of already high um so uh i both of us i can speak for ba basically everybody in this room because you guys don't know but there's like Four, four or five people in this room. So four out of five of us, <laughs> we we prefer uh, backwoods, definitely. Yeah. Um, it, it can be harsh. I know a lot of people say that, especially if that's not something that you're used to using. If you come from using something where you don't have any type of wrap, so nothing that's tobacco-based, or even sometimes papers, if you're using like a bong, if you're using a pipe, a bubbler, or something that's just pure weed that you're smoking, it's definitely gonna be harsh because there is tobacco mixed in with it, obviously. The, the, the backwoods, made of tobacco if you use uh just like a regular swisher anything like that a wrap it, it's going to be tobacco based so until you get used to it it's definitely going to be harsh but once you do get used to it it's pretty smooth actually and it does add a little bit to the high because the tobacco in it does kind of give you a little bit of a head high so initially at first while you're smoking like i feel like i can feel the high faster but it might just be the head high that i'm feeling not the actual high from the weed and the thc not at least until you know a little bit later mm -hmm. Um, but what I was noticing when we were, when I was smoking this, um, is that I keep having to relight the backwood and I see that you do too. And what we were actually just talking about, uh, I think it was yesterday is that recently, um, when we've been using backwoods, we've been having, um, a hard time kind of getting them to stay lit and then also to stay sealed. Now backwoods are not necessarily meant for like the consumption of weed they're not they're not meant to to be used as wraps they're just supposed to be smoked the way that they are so you can't necessarily get too mad because it's not really in the formula of whatever they're doing and whatever they're you know using to make their products right. to make sure that it works with marijuana but this is definitely one of the more popular things to use you know or to to wrap with i guess you can say i, agree. I definitely am a backwood fan i use um 
my first choice has recently has been just the original brown backwood pack. Mm-hmm. Before this, I was on the honey backwoods, like super tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then prior to that, I was on honey bourbon super tough. Yes, now, I like. I stopped bourbon. using honey bourbon because I figured that they started they're a little more dry than honey. Mm-hmm. Um, so between honey and just the originals, those are usually pretty thick and dark, like I like, but they're still very flexible and still have that moisture that I need. Absolutely. Um, so if you guys are, you know, new to the smoking game and you're trying to figure out, well, what might be my best route and what options do I have? My three options that are just the basics off the bat are um, a pipe where you can get pretty much anywhere. They're like five bucks, you know, mm-hmm. um, a pack of backwoods, which depending on where you are, if you're in the Bay Area, you might be paying nine bucks. If you're in L.A., I'm paying seven ninety nine. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. Pretty plug right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then papers. <clears throat> so, and another uh, alternative to backwoods that people use would be swishers and dutches. Yeah. Um, so, I'm a fan of backwoods, like I said. Um, I don't really like pipes. They're pretty, it, pipes are harsh to me, harsh as fuck. Yeah. Um, I'm coughing, and I do not like coughing when I smoke at all. I'm holding on to the blunt, so let me hand it to my partner. <laughs> that's part of smoking man okay, that's, that's a part of smoking etiquette do not hold on to the blend there you go um papers i have a pack of raws as backup just in case i forget to get backwards one night or something or in case i'm having a struggle night i do not use raws unless i need to because when i smoke papers they are pretty harsh as well i am coughing up a storm not only that they burn funny i don't know if i don't know how to roll it properly Mm -hmm. or i'm not burning it right i don't know but it just is it's a little funky well i feel like what it could be too is kind of what we had talked about i think yesterday as well is it's the type of papers that you're rolling with and the thickness of the paper because even if i don't roll it if you know when you go to like a club for the first time or delivery service typically they give you like a starter pack for using their their services uh-huh. so can, i'm sorry the dogs are over there fighting and my dog's getting her head hump so okay <laughs> i just needed to, to inter- intervene for a second that's my daughter i don't, don't want to watch her get her head fucked um, <laughs> charlie relax charlie don't let no man treat you like that thank you okay <clears throat> um yes well real quick so so kind of back to the to the papers um when i get you know a pre-roll that's included in like the starter packs um it's really just i think what they use because even if i don't roll it sometimes it still burns kind of weird and those just to throw you guys in the ones that come uh the pre-rolls that they give you usually come in cones Mm -hmm. um i'm a fan of the cones i didn't mention those earlier but the cones are a lot better they're a, a form of paper as well um but you stuff them instead of rolling them. You grind down the weed or you break it down finely and then you stuff it. Yeah. Um, and it already comes with the crutch. It's a wooden crutch and it's pretty much a filter. And there you go. And then obviously, you know, as we go on with the podcast, we're definitely going to touch on um, different things that you can smoke. So this is just, you know, our personal preference. Everyone has their own. Um, but kind of going into, uh, the weeds right now, the weeds. Um, so, so Gloria was smoking her strain, um, Gloria and Mel, and I'm, I'm smoking the vanilla Kush. So we're definitely starting to feel what we're smoking. Um, so we kind of just wanted to go into that while it's fresh and we're still feeling all this good stuff. So with the blue diesel that, um, Mel and I are smoking on. And Mel, feel free to, you know, jump in. Off the bat, I definitely got a head high. Mm -hmm. Um, and after a while, as I continued, you know, throughout the podcast, I felt it trickle down into my body. Um, 
So I'm definitely still aware and awake and I'm able to, you know, have a full conversation and I don't feel that drag or drowsiness or, you know, just that super body high in that, you know, that mental relaxation that you get from what I call a bedtime blunt, which mm-hmm. is an indica. Um, so yeah, which uh, blue diesel hybrid. Um, what about you, Mel? What are you feeling from this? I'm definitely feeling a body high and very calm and just very like. Which is big for Mel because you really can't tell right now, which you specifically told me you were going to turn the fuck up on this podcast. And that's what I feel like we can always count on Mel for. So this making her real calm means that it's it's pretty strong. Yeah. Indica in the bed, right? Indica is a bedtime <laughs> blend, but what we're smoking on is a hybrid. It still has a touch of indica. Heavy indica, uh-huh. But yeah, no, I would definitely feel a body high. It's mm-hmm. definitely keeping me very calm. And when listening to you and Glow Maddie talk, mm-hmm. it's just like vibrations in my ear. It's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Hi, ass. Guys. Um, Maddie? So Maddie's smoking on. The- so I have the vanilla Kush. So I'm I'm really high. I'm like halfway, I'd say, through the backwood, and it could just be because I'm I'm like facing this one, but. Um, I definitely feel calm. Um, I have a very big body high um, as well as the head high and how we kind of talked about the head high could partially just be from the backwood. Um, I do feel a little bit shaky. That could also kind of be from the backwood too. Um, so my heart rate has sped up a little bit, but it's it's pretty decent. I, I'm really liking this stuff. You know, up. Yeah. Well, I have the Red Bull too. So, I mean, it's, it could be a, a combination of things. Cause so when you guys listen to this, it's obviously going to be a different day and different time, but right now it's about 1145 at night. So we all drank Red Bulls so that we could try and stay awake. We've um, been smoking all day. So we're kind of, um, maybe we shouldn't have smoked all day so we could have give, given you guys a, you know, a, maybe a clearer way, but ev- eventually when you guys, you know, go through your sessions, you guys are going to be smoking full days too, I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we had a little Red Bull to pick us up. Um, yeah, but what I have noticed as of lately now, let me fill you guys in on on my smoking habits. Um, I used to smoke three to five blunts a day. I'd wake up in the morning time and wake and bake, maybe have two at lunch, come home, and then I'd have my bedtime blend. Depending on how that bedtime blend does, I'd have another bedtime blend, so mm-hmm. that's about four to five blunts. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed three, I mean, and that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um and I've slowed that down. Um, and so now I smoke about two blunts and that's at night. I don't smoke during the daytime anymore or, um, yeah, I just don't because it, it lags me down quite a bit. And I think it's because yes. I smoked myself out for sure. Yeah. Um, and that can definitely happen. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed now when I smoke during the daytime, Maddie, just to tune into a little bit of what you were saying about your heart rate and the shakiness when mm-hmm. I smoke an indica, because I still, since I smoke in the nighttime, I mm-hmm. just only order indicas. There's no need for me to have a sativa right, or right. maybe a hybrid. Yeah. I look for the hard hitters. The ones exactly. Because you want to feel a certain way when you smoke. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so sometimes I'll have the, you know, I'll have the urge to smoke during the daytime. So, you know, once in a blue moon, I'll just, I'll roll a, 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 you know, a wake and bake blunt and I'll hit it. And I do realize that when I smoke it in the daytime, I don't have the same effect as when I do when I come home. Absolutely. My heart rate does pick up a little Mm -hmm. bit and I do have a little bit, I don't want to say anxiety, but mm, for lack of better words, uh, right now, I would say a little bit of anxiety. My heart rate picks up, I have Mm -hmm. a little bit of that shakiness and Mm -hmm. I don't really like it. So I've kind of cut it out and I just save it for the nighttime. Um, so I think maybe since I've been having that urge to smoke during mm-hmm. the daytime, it might be smart for me to order a little sativa, you know, right. and have it on 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 hand just 
for those moments. Yeah, because you want to be star- smart stoners, okay? Yeah. Like the the big misconception about weed and people who smoke weed is that we're lazy and that it, it makes you very unproductive uh-huh. and you just can't, right, you can't live like a normal life. You can't be a functioning high person. And and that stereotype is is a huge misconception. So but it's it's very important, I feel like, for stoners to kind of not give into that. So even if, even if smoking is a big part of your day, you want to make sure that you're doing it when it's appropriate. You want to make sure that you can still do your daily tasks and, and go on with your daily life. If you have a job, you need to work that job. You know, if it's something that you enjoy doing before, you know, you go in, just make sure that you know how to function. You, mm-hmm. you don't want to be like that person that, you know, can't do their job and, and everyone kind of has a feeling that, you know, they know what's going on and exactly. you just don't want to be looked at in that stereotype, that stereotypical way, you know, like yeah. you're a stoner, you're lazy, just there's a time and a place for everything. The dog's getting her head humped again. There we go. <laughs> I definitely, um, I uh-huh. definitely know myself when I smoke. So I know that I'm going to have a come down eventually. When yes. I'm having that come down, I'm going to need a nap. Mm-hmm. That's usually when my midday nap comes or I roll my lunch blunt, which picks me up again. Right. But so you have to be smart and you have to know yourself. So if you know that you're about to have a blunt, you got to go into work. I would suggest it might be smart to do it a little bit right before then, you know, or maybe while you're getting ready, you mm-hmm. know. So you can be cruising through that buzz that you have, you know? Absolutely. Um, But basically, like she said, you got to be a a smart stoner and just, you know, be smart, be productive. And if you know that you're about to have a day off and you can be a couch potato and, you know, you deserve to have that relaxation day, go ahead and pop your feet up and roll. Absolutely. That you need and be that couch potato because that's totally okay. But, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't want to always be that Mm -hmm. and then that kind of goes into what i wanted to talk about next was um just the differences since we're starting out with the basics between indicas and sativas so you may have heard mel actually say it a little bit earlier but what a lot of us in in the weed community do and i I know a lot of people that i don't even know are looking at it this way too because it's just easy to remember if you're smoking an indica it's because you're going in the bed you know what i mean so sativas I don't really have anything clever for that one, but I just know if it's not an indica, then it's going to not do what indica does. So uh, sativas, um, they're kind of more known for not necessarily giving you energy, but it just gives you a different high. So it's more of, I'd say, a head high than a body high mm-hmm. um, to where, um, you know, you, you don't sink into the couch the same way. It doesn't give you energy, but it just doesn't kind of impact you the same way. So you're still able to kind of function. A lot of people will smoke those if they're going to go out and do something with their day because they don't want the 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 heaviness of an indica to where it will interfere with what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, sativas have been kind of known to give you a little bit more of that anxiety feeling because it, it is a different type of high. So um, someone like uh, my sister, for instance, um, throughout the day, you know, if she needs to smoke something, she always prefers uh, sativas versus indicas because uh, she knows that she has to be productive, but she's very sensitive to sativa. So she has to make sure that she finds some that, that pair well with kind of her needs and what she needs to do and, and, and not kind of make her jittery or give her that anxiety feeling because it's hard to go, you know, throughout the day like that as well. So, you know, not just the heaviness of the indica, but also the the feelings that you can get from the sativa sometimes too. Right. Sometimes that sativa feeling is definitely a happiness feeling as well while waking you up and taking you up. Oh yeah. Giving you a buzz. For sure. Indica can't do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't want to feel indica. You smoke indica and you just be out. Absolutely. That is true. Now, let me tell y'all this. For my stoners out there, I know you have had those moments where you have really got you something good, okay? 
So I'm good, thing, good. You, know, you wake up and the blunt is just right, right next to you in the bed, you know? And it's just like, damn, when did I fall asleep? Or if you're like me, you fall asleep with the blunt lit in your hand and you wake up because it falls on you and it burns you. <laughs> that literally happened the other night. I, those are my favorite. Enemies. I think that happened last night. What am I talking That happened last <laughs> night when we were laying down to go to bed. I fucking dropped it. Uh, I'm falling asleep in the middle of the blunt. Yeah, my partner and I do that often. My partner and I do that often, man. But yeah, I definitely... Sativas give me a creative high. They give me more of a head high, more of a boost. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it makes my mind work in a different way to where I'm like, instead of being so overly relaxed, it's like, uh uh-huh, well, what's next? Well, what am I doing next today? Or, you know, what can I do next? Or if I'm in an artistic mood, it's like, well, what am I going to shoot? You know, right. how can I put this shoot together? It Absolutely. definitely helps my creativity a bit. It makes you look at things a little bit differently. Yeah. But I feel like that's what we does, you know? Mm-hmm. it's That's kind of what it's mm-hmm. it's meant for. It's just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's meant, yeah, definitely. So you guys test it out and, you know, see the different strands out there and, you know, really get into it and figure out what works for you because everything works different for everybody mm-hmm. i could smoke the same blunt that someone else is smoking and be completely lit while someone else is like uh well i'm lit but i ain't lit like that you know right or someone else could be having a fucking panic attack while i'm just over here just zoned into a movie or something you know everything works different for everybody so test it out see what works for you i definitely can suggest say doing that you know, somewhere where you're comfortable. So, you know, if it hits you and not the best way and you're like, eh, I ain't really feeling this, mm-hmm. you're good. You mm-hmm. know, you're at home. You can kick your feet up. You can sleep it off. Mm-hmm. It's all about, you know, chilling through it and figuring it out for yeah. yourself. Definitely. One of my, my favorite podcasts, um, Wine and Crime, shout out to them. Um, they uh, they pair uh, wine with um, each episode and they kind of try and, and pair it with like the the base of the episode so whatever murder like it's going to be on um and uh what what they said that i think is really important because um it's kind of the same with weed is that when it comes down to wine and wine pairing and wine tastings um you can go to like a, like a, a vineyard or like a winery and you can have someone pair things for you but if you've ever tried something yourself that right there is a legitimate like tasting that is yeah. a legitimate review of it so how you said people are going to have different uh opinions about the weeds but i mean at the end of the day it, it's very valid you know it's yeah, whatever absolutely. you feel so absolutely. if you're not feeling what we say or what anybody else says it, it's nothing wrong with you or it's nothing wrong with the weed it's just everyone's different your chemistry is different so it's right different. right so then and then the next thing is kind of um indoor versus outdoor weed um so i don't i'm a fan of indoor yeah love the indoor shit the i'm no i'm not a fucking chemist i don't really grow i right. not really so I well i have like a list of, of some of the differences so um indoor versus outdoor so basically with indoor the biggest thing is that you can control the environment mm-hmm. so you can control the temperature the light source the co2 production the, the humidity kind of everything in there to create a really stable habitat to optimize the plant's growth without having to risk um, like the outdoor elements, like wind, um, any type of bugs, you know, mm-hmm. like overexposure to sun, because there's there's very like specific instructions on how you're supposed to grow it outdoor. Like my dad's kind of an old school stoner. So when he tries to grow, he grows it like a weed in the ground. 
and kind of treats it as such. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but the last time that we tried to harvest, we definitely had like a, a spider infestation and mites and we had to pull it early and we just didn't get a lot from the crop and it was, wasn't a waste, but I mean, all that we really were able to do was make edibles with it. And it was just right. enough for us. You know what I mean? We were planning to have, you know, a good portion of the weed to where, you know, we could kind of use that to last us and hold us a few months and, you know, do what we wanted with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but it, at the same time, uh, the bulb that is used for indoor weed, it can't produce the same uh, spectrum of light that the sun does. Um, so it, it turns it into like a smaller yield. So you'll notice sometimes that like outdoor outdoor weed looks a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes the nugs can be bigger, but they're, they're not like as dense. Fluff. Yes, yeah. they have a fluff. Um, and you can tell it's almost kind of leafy. Like when you mm -hmm. break it down, it, it, it looks like it, it came yeah. from outside. You can yeah. you can clearly see visually when you look at the two, the difference between them. Um, but yeah, that, that's basically the biggest difference of the two. Um, also like outdoor predators um, can be a big factor. Like how I said, spiders and mites. But when you grow outdoors, you have um, kind of like the, the natural food chain, I guess you right. can say of things that would typically take care of that for you um so indoor um i read that if, if you do get any type of infestation sometimes it can be a little bit harder it can impact the the plants a little bit more especially the quality of it because indoor plants are, are definitely known to have higher quality higher levels of thc um because it, it's kind of like when you make your baby you know if, if right. you uh in vitro or whatever it's called mm -hmm. um when you go in there and you make your baby and you can make it tall you can make it strong you can make have good eyesight you know things like that and then you can kind of catch things like that early on it's, it's essentially the same thing with like indoor versus outdoor growing um so that's just something to keep in mind i i personally definitely like the, in, the indoor more than the outdoor as well from, so i think from a basic standpoint um just from what i've caught on i'm a fan of indoor more just because when i break it down and i have it in between my fingers there's a little bit more of a moistness to yes it. When I smoke it as well, that moisture that I get from maybe just having that controlled environment, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure, but whatever it is, it it hits a little bit smoother. Yeah. Now, there definitely <clears throat> is a good amount of outdoor strains out there that oh, absolutely just smooth. Yes. But I know for sure I can always count on an indoor grown solid, you know. Plant. Yeah. So and it, it's recognized pretty much, I believe, throughout the weed community to be like the top of the line product, yeah, you know, like much. the because because you can make it stronger. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it comes down to is is uh, the THC content and how it makes you feel and the high that you get. And it's typically more well known to have a higher high, <laughs> higher high. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really high right now <laughs> with indoor. Um, and a big thing, too, is is kind of the cost of it. That's the only downside is that growing True. indoors. The cost is a lot higher. You are controlling the environment. So you have to have the lights on for a certain amount of time. You have to have uh, fans blowing. You have to recreate the environment of the plant being outdoors so that it can sustain in that environment and it can grow. So it does become expensive. That's how a lot of times growers will get caught up because, uh, you know, people will look at the, the uh, electricity. electricity yeah, and it's Seriously. fucking high. It's fucking um, high. Absolutely. Scary. Think about like Christmas time when you have all those fucking lights up for no reason. And just for that month, if you look at your electricity bill, you it's really fucking high it's the same shit you have that growing right for the for the months that you're harvesting you know what i mean so and, it, and if you're really serious about your growing you're growing all year round because when it's indoor you don't have to wait for growing season that's a big part of it too so out, outdoor i mean you still there's still a uh, investment that goes with it you know you have to buy your supplies you know you have to make sure you keep on top of it too and and then the supplies that it goes into um you know kind of uh, taking care of it cropping it you know uh trimming it you know right, making right, it look right. very pretty things right. like that Finding so the natural sources to make sure you keep away the you know just the mites and the 
the little lovely critters that come with our the nature around us of course absolutely so now the next thing that I kind of wanted to talk about were other things that uh, you can use to smoke. Now, I know we kind of touched on it, but um, there's a lot of things that, like, this day and age, I feel like as millennials, like, they have that people they didn't really have in the community growing up. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like, dabbing, even just, like, the, the concept of oil and pure THC and, and, and things in that form, that, that didn't happen. Like, even the weed that we have now, it's definitely stronger than it was uh, even, like, 10 years ago. So the weed that my dad grew up smoking, for instance, he was born in the late 50s. Um, he says it's it's nothing like what it is today. This shit's so strong. Like, when he smokes now, he does not have to smoke nearly as my much. My dad says the same thing. Right. My dad hits, hits the blunts that I roll a couple times, and he's good. While well, I'm facing the whole thing, right? Yeah, and I just finished my flunt. Um, but uh, I have been trying to use um, the bong a little bit more. I just noticed that because I use uh, uh, backwoods and we smoke so much throughout the day that sometimes it can make me feel kind of like, Ugh, you know, like all the yeah, tobacco. Yeah. So I've been trying to smoke, um, you know, a little bit more pure, I guess you could say. Um, I love when I use the bong and I put ice in it. Um, I think that that's how you get the smoothest hits because like Gloria had mentioned earlier with the pipes, with bubblers, with, well, even with bongs, I feel like it's really harsh. Like it, it hurts is. my throat and it kind of almost hurts my chest too it's not as smooth as when like I'm, I'm smoking out of like a blunt yeah I heard about the ice and the bongs and I heard how it helps and it really does go down smooth yeah because then you put it right before the water and it's just like so I'm not going to say there's like a wrong way to smoke out of a bong unless, well, okay, so I'm not going to say who it is, but we have a friend. I'll just call him a friend. Um, so one time we were smoking with said friend, and I'm pretty sure it was his first time um, using a bong. And um, he tried to play it off. He played it off, I guess you could say, pretty good if I didn't know like what the actual like truth was. But he had my bong, and like where you put the, the bowl in, he had that part facing towards him. So essentially the bong was like backwards. And I mean, I guess you can smoke it that way, but to me it like kind of throws a balance off. But he like, so he had it backwards and he like, you know, kind of smoked that way. And, and we were kind of looking at him like, well, you know, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm, I'm fucking smoking. What does it look like I'm doing? And I was like, um, I think you have it backwards. And he was like, no, and he was just so like persistent about it. No, you can hit it this way. This is a way to do it. Yeah. Okay. What you're saying is true. You can hit it that way, but this is also a way. But I just, I just feel like, okay, like the bong is the bong. Like there's a front part. That's where you put the bowl in, you know, and that's where you pull it. It just makes more sense with how like you're supposed to hit it. You know right, what I mean? Right. And just a little part of etiquette. Don't put your mouth all over the top of the bong. Like this, this lady that my family used to know that's not important to us at all anymore. When she, when she used to use my bong, she would, she didn't understand. Like, I guess she had never really used a bong before. Right. She put her whole mouth around it. Like oh, she was no. drinking a water bottle no, 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 and no. my bong's not small. You know what I mean? It's a pretty, the mouth part at least yeah like I I don't I would never think of putting my mouth around it but then it was like no I don't want to smoke off of this that's kind of gross yes, like yes, what are you doing stuff. you know have you guys ever dabbed before uh, I actually have dabbed before I dabbed before at a video shoot and um that was pretty intense it was my first time ever dabbing mm -hmm. and yeah I don't now I got lucky because I didn't hit it as hard because I've hurt I've heard of the effects of dabbing and how right. it can hit you. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I was, I hit it like a little suck. I hit it like a little bitch, but it's okay because I didn't want to be super lit. <laughs> right, but I feel like but that's I good for the first time too. Lit, though. Like for, mm -hmm. the, for how I hit it, it was pretty much like smoking a whole blunt to the face. And I was like, damn, I hit it one time. But yeah. I mean, I really like commend people who can do that because I've done it twice. Right, I've done it twice and I didn't really feel much from it. So when I told 
like the people I was smoking with that, they were like, you probably didn't do it right. So I'm like, okay, you know, like whatever, like I'm totally down to do it. But at the same time, it does kind of scare me because like when we go to vendor shows, I hear people coughing off of dab hits and it's like in fucking tense. Oh yeah, no, it's I was so intense. A storm. Right. Yeah, no, so I've done it a lot of times. My oh really? My and my sister, they do it. And they, there's some beast at it. Me, I'm just like, and then I'm like, mm-mm, that shit is strong. She does a little tea sip, the little... <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even feel like you can do that and like be dabbing the right way because the, it's it's kind of like a longer process. Like yeah, you have I'm to suck dabbing. in for I'm like a minute. Right I just dab so I can get high. Do you and still get high? Yes, I be lit. I be yeah. <laughs> lit. Like oh my god. Right. See, and that's kind of the reason right there. I'm afraid. So I I like the way that I smoke because I guess you could say I'm in control of it. I don't. I'm not like super big on quote unquote drugs. I don't like feeling not myself if I don't know how to kind of control it and like come back from it right I agree right so that's why I'm kind of like indifferent about drinking because I've had not great experiences once I've gone past a certain point and I'm super lightweight so it happens really really fast so it's like I can't there's not anything I can do to make myself feel better I just have to wait until I feel better when I'm like smoking and I get too high or if I start to like my heart rate starts to go up a lot like I know the tricks that I can do to kind of bring myself down when it comes to like dabbing just like how it is with edibles it just kind of scares me because it, you can't really do as much to to kind of counteract the high yeah. and some people are probably like well why would you want to do that then why would you smoke to begin with i smoke because i want to feel a certain way you know what i mean so if yeah. it's if it's too intense like too much of anything is not good so even if you smoke a lot like kind of the worst thing that really happens is you might you might throw up but you typically just pass out you just go to sleep and then you wake up and you either are still high but you'll feel better because you're not like as high or it's just completely gone and you're just sober again you know so only time my people seen uh only time my people seen grow up um is over edibles mm-hmm. um edibles yeah edibles are pretty edibles. at least for me and like i said i smoke quite a bit i used to go through eights in a day sometimes do you have a bad edible story Oh my God. So a homie of mine, not going to tell you who he is. I figured no, you would. No, no, no. But he's a homie of mine. He came out from, you know, he lives in the Midwest. He came out to visit. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. He had, um, <laughs> I think I had edible peach rings. Did he smoke as well as us as well or no? Did he I smoke? don't know. I don't, I don't remember I if he smoked as well as us as well. But Mel came home from work. He had, I think, a peach ring and then a little baby gummy gummy bear or something like that. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, he was spazzing out. <laughs> he was, like, walking around the house, talking oh, to himself, no. pacing back and forth, like, rubbing his arms like he was cold. And I felt terrible because I've heard of shit happening like that. So, like, I seen it, and I mm-hmm. was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, are you okay? Do you need some water? And he just couldn't even really respond. He was just like in his own zone, in his own world. And then he went to go lay down and he was just like, you know, laying down, like going through it low key. And then my other homie, we mm-hmm. went to 420 in San Francisco. Shout out to San Francisco for holding the Shout dope. out to Bay Area. So, um, 420 in San Francisco happens at Golden Gate Park every year. Every year. We go, another homie of mine who I <laughs> I think Mel woke with. up, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Mel's here. Red Bull kicked in. Here we go. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, it's because you drank the one with sugar. I bought a sugar-free one because I was like, Melzas doesn't need any more sugar. But sorry, continue. Um, long story short, um, I guess he had an edible. He had a cookie or a brownie, something like that. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he ate like maybe a quarter to a half of it. Um, but he was he looked like he knew what he was doing. Right. Um. But that's not really a lot. I've done that before, and I wasn't really, like, tripping like that. Right. But also, you kind of typically trust people to kind of know what they can handle. True. I don't know. And and to me, it's like, if I haven't done something before, I'm not going to eat, like, a huge chunk of it. So I'm not playing mom. Right. That's a big thing, too, guys. Stoners, like, just just understand part of weed etiquette. If you can't handle something, don't try. Don't feel pressured. You're already, like, involving yourself in weed, so, like, don't make someone – Okay. Don't make yourself feel like someone's peer pressuring you because it's just like alcohol. No one wants to play babysitter all night. No one wants to have to take care of you if you're like spazzing out or if you're freaking out. You know, obviously like your friends will be there for you, but just, just kind of go with it. Take baby steps. Mm -hmm. There's levels to this shit. Okay. He basically threw up. We went to get his water and Gatorade and, you know, he drank that and, you know, came right back Mm -hmm. up. Pink everywhere. Welcome to Cali, baby. But aside from that, I was late. It was a great event. Tons of food. They sell you know vendors. The park is just lit. Yeah, like you walk through, you don't even need to go in because you breathe in, and it's literally just everywhere. I love that. (laughs) Beautiful thing. Yeah. So with me, the only time I had a bad experience with the edible was uh, I had like a a fruity pebble treat and. I had been eating it for like a week because it was pretty big, you know, like Mm -hmm. depending on the potency, like you only really need like a bite or two to feel it. But the thing is with edibles, it takes a certain amount of time to kick in and it's not really consistent. It can take anywhere from like, I'd say 30 to 45 minutes all the way up to two hours. Sometimes it really just Mm -hmm. depends on what, I don't know. I didn't pay attention in like anatomy and physiology, but anyway. um, So, so I, I ate like, I ate a bite and I didn't really feel it and it was so good and I shouldn't have done it. I just kind of ate the rest of it. There was like, half left and I was only eating like a bite worth at a time and you know it was a decent size so the half that I ate was just way too much and I felt that shit real quick and it gave me the same feeling as if I were drunk I had the spins I felt like I was gonna puke I was in the bathroom the rest of the night like hunched over the toilet and I just even if I closed my eyes I still had the spins I just could not get rid of it I just wanted to go to sleep I was like if I pass out you know hopefully when I wake up I'll feel better like my dad came in and he he knew that I had eaten edible earlier so he was like you ate too much didn't you and I was like yeah dad he was like like, all right, have a good night. So I just left me there. But I, I think everybody, honestly, if you've ever eaten edible or if you're going to, at some point, you probably will have some type of negative experience. Like it's it's kind of inevitable. It's going to happen only Part because, right, because you have to learn how much you can you can handle and how much, you know, your, your body can handle and the different milligrams that are in it, you know, kind of how much of, of a dose is for you. They'll recommend doses dosages sometimes or like a lot of times they'll just say don't eat the whole thing at one time and – I mean, that's kind of like up to the person, I guess, but I would just start with a bite, give it an hour. If you don't feel anything, maybe take another small bite, you know, and if they do give you a dosage, just follow it though. That that's really important because whenever you go and you see like a vendor or, or someone that works at a club, like it's, it's their responsibility to give you information so that you have a good experience. Don't do edibles. (laughs) Do whatever you want to do. Don't let Mel tell you anything. I've been so high one day, or one night, I should say, and I swear to God, I was crying because I was so high. I didn't know, like, what I was feeling. My head was hurting. The room was spinning. I couldn't sit up. I couldn't do nothing. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was dying. Mm -hmm. 
but damn, that was the best sleep I ever got. Right. Damn. That's one thing. Anybody, any stoner can fucking tell you. Like, you get the best sleep when you are high. That's why a lot of people do it before bed. I mean, you just, you knock out and you stay asleep. I mean, like, if you do it in the middle of the day, typically, I say, like, on average, if I fall asleep in the middle of the day from smoking, my nap is going to be right around four hours. Yep. Typically, and it's not even something I can control. Like half the time, I'll smoke at night, and I don't like I don't know what's going on. Like I'll I'll I wake up the next morning, I don't know how I got into my bed. (laughs) I don't know what happened. There's been a lot of times where like I've had conversations and I don't remember anything, or I just get up from the couch and just run, like sprint to the room and get in bed, and I don't remember fucking shit. (laughs) I've swung on people, like I don't, and that that's kind of just like a me thing, you know what I mean? But like it's just it just knocks you out so much that. You just, I mean, shit. You just don't remember shit sometimes. I mean, it's just part of it, though. You know that that's part of that's part of the good, good, the good. I'd say in it. You know, that's one of the pros. <clears throat> and just to kind of touch on to things that you can do to like make smoking more enjoyable and in more of a relaxed. I guess, activity for you, like whether you're doing it uh, for medicinal purposes or recreationally. Um, it's always good if you're if you're smoking with people to obviously smoke with people that you trust. You know what I mean? Just in case you do start to feel some type of way or in case something happens, you know, you're with people that, you know, will take care of you. That's really important. Um, I like to make sure I don't have anything to do for the rest of the day. Personally, I, I when I like to smoke, I like to divulge in it. So um, I'm not planning to have to go anywhere or really function or do anything like that. Um, I like to to be in real comfortable when I'm smoking. Um, you can smoke socially and, you know, kind of take it outside, stand around, do whatever, and just, you know, stand in a circle, talk. But yeah. um, I like to sit down. I like to kind of commit to the session, if you will. I agree. You know, I music's always great. Um, I always make sure I have water because if at any point I don't feel cotton good. Mouth. Yes, cotton mouth. Or if, if, you know, from the tobacco especially, like if I start to get too much of a head high, like water really helps to kind of flush that out, at, at least in my mind. So it could just be a mind thing. But So that that's definitely good to keep in mind because uh, like my first time smoking, it was a fucking disaster and I got way too high. And thank God my friend's mom was there because my friends were laughing at me and looking like in retrospect I probably would have been laughing at myself too because it's like it's just weed like later on like you know you're gonna be fine in the moment I swear I thought I was dying I was like y'all have to take me to the fucking hospital you need to call my dad now and tell him what I did so he knows so he can tell the doctor so they can save my life like I really thought that it was it was the end for me I was so scared and I wasn't even that young like I didn't start smoking until I was 18 so it was it was like a few months after I turned 18 like I was about to graduate for like it was one of the first time I smoked and I mean I just got super fucked up so but my friend's mom basically just gave me hella food she's like here eat this and she gave me a lot of fluids and she had me walk around a little bit and I I started to feel a lot better and then I was able to kind of enjoy the high again and and it didn't feel so intense so those are things that I like to do definitely I feel like eating or definitely just at least drinking water you know keeping yourself hydrated and enjoy the munchies have that water yes always yeah (sighs) Speaking of cotton mouth, fuck. I'm gonna drink some water. I'm parched. All right. So the last little segment of this episode that I want to talk about. Whoa, 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 whoa. Typically it would be kind of like current events. Um, because this is like the starting with the basics um episode. What I kind of wanted to touch on is where uh where in the world marijuana is legal at. So I'm gonna start um with the world and then I'm gonna kind of go into to America specifically, and then break down California a little bit more, only because that's where we live, so it's kind of more relevant to us. 
Um, so Uruguay. Uruguay was the first country to legalize marijuana back in 2013. <clears throat> Residents are free to cultivate, consume, and distribute cannabis without punishment. And the country, country recently allowed the sale of cannabis in local pharmacies. Um, if you're visiting the country, however, and like you're a tourist, um, you need to uh, kind of be in tight with the resident to get their your hands on weed. It sounds like they're a little bit more strict on someone mm. coming from, you know, kind of outside the country in. If you are a resident there and you already live there, it, it kind of seems like they're pretty much fucking cool with it. So right. you go, Uruguay. Uruguay. What thing? Uruguay. You're El Salvadorian, right? Uh -huh. Gloria is such a bad foreign bitch. Like, I can't uh -huh. even tell you. Aww. She speaks another language, and it just sounds so pretty when she is. Oh, it's just amazing. She has mistaken that for me. Oh, I don't. Oh, oh Mel's a foreign bitch, too. My bad foreign <laughs> Cambodian bitch. What did you just say? What did you tell my listeners? Yeah, what does that mean? What did I say? I don't. I couldn't repeat it to you if I tried. Oh, that's Hold on, is you stupid bitch eat dick. What? Is that, is that the first thing that comes to your mind when yeah, someone's like, is. say something in Cambodian? That's, that's what the weed do you lie? Do you lie to people? You're like, oh, that means you're beautiful and you have really pretty hair. Hell no, I don't lie to people. Teach them how to say that shit. I'm going to teach you something. Okay. Say, you know, you Are you Madison? <laughs> Wait, say one more time. Hey, yo, chill out. With the, the homies wrong. One more time. Migadoy Sikadaw. Migadoy Sikadaw. Sick a doll. What does that mean? What did I just say? You sound like you're saying a rat. She's saying good doll. That's a rat. Yes. Rata. I know Spanish. La rata. There you go. Okay. Back to our list. <clears throat> so Canada is, is second on this list. <clears throat> So they have a system in place for legal cultivation, sale, and consumption of cannabis for adults. Um, this was, uh, it's supposed to be put into place, it sounds like a little bit more kind of uh, officially, by July of 2018. So uh, adults over the age of 18 can legally possess up to 30 grams of dried flour mm. at a time, I believe. Um, individual, individual provinces of Canada um, can decide to raise the legal minimum age if they'd like, but it sounds like kind of just as a starting point, it's going to be 18. Like I know right now in California, it's 21. So, you know, if they kind of want to, they have some room to, to wiggle around a little bit. Um, they have a medical cannabis program that's run by the health, by, I'm sorry that's run by Health Canada. It's called the Access to Cannabis for Medical Purposes. Um, it outlines specific conditions that allow uh, medical patients to access the cannabis uh, for medicinal purposes. So it sounds like it's kind of set up in California as well, where you can still purchase it kind of like alcohol if you're over a certain age, but they still have the recommendations that you can get from the doctors. I know out here, it uh, it kind of helps with the sales tax that was just enforced and, and kind of the price that you pay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit too, but it looks like in Canada, it doesn't really mention too much, at least from what I'm reading in, in this little area. Um, so the next, the next uh, one on the list is uh, Costa Rica. So it says they're allowed to have a small amount of marijuana. It doesn't uh, kind of go into detail about how much that small amount is. It's probably just relative to who's looking at it. 
um, there's no specific guideline that states exactly how much constitutes the small amount. Um, in 2016, though, it looks like the Costa Rican Legislative Assembly drafted a medical marijuana bill. Um, it's titled the Law for Investigation, Regulation and Control of Cannabis and Hemp for Medicinal Food and in Industrial Use. Um, it's still undergoing revision, so I don't know if they currently have that in place or if they're waiting until it's kind of all finalized to put it in place, um, but it, it's just definitely something that's that's being discussed and that's kind of I feel like uh, what the cannabis community really wants is if nothing else just a discussion about it you know right. like let's see what we can do to kind of yeah. meet in the middle here okay. um, next on our list is Peru so Peru allows you to possess uh, marijuana without repercussions as long as it's for personal private and immediate use so basically if you're not gonna have any intentions of selling it yeah, I'm gonna use that shit immediately. right <laughs> right you don't have to worry about that um, um, it looks like recently the country's Congress passed a medical marijuana bill by a vote of 68 to 5 that would allow production, imports, and sales of cannabis-derived oil. Um, so that, that's a big thing. It's not just about the flower anymore, kind of how we had discussed. Oil is very, very big on the maps. It's really high in demand now. So I think that's great that they're kind of updating their laws as they see things change and other things go into demand and, you know, kind of trying to help supply that to, to people who either want to use that recreationally or medicinally, you know, whichever right. they prefer. So the next one is Spain. Um, Spain respects the rights of private citizens to grow and consume cannabis. So they have a philosophy It literally online said, you do you. <laughs> That's yeah. their philosophy. So they have more than 800 dispensaries or private social clubs yeah. where uh, enthusiasts um, can get an invitation and they can go there and consume cannabis while socializing with people. So yeah. kind of like a weed cafe. Um, it's just basically for Spain, they just say don't get caught selling it. So that's like their biggest rule. Just don't get caught. Basically, you do you don't get caught. I fuck with Spain like straight up. <laughs> um, and then uh, it, it's yeah. and from there, um, I kind of put together a list of, of like places where it's legal, but not generally accepted. So it's kind of like frowned upon, but it's not super regulated to where there's like a huge downside for using it. Um, it looks like Germany's first on our list. Um, it, it says that you have a little to worry about when it comes to possession and consumption, but not much. Um, it says recreational users may face a little bit of a fine if caught, but no criminal penalties. Um, so I, I mean, I don't think it's great that you have to get penalized at all for having it, right. but I mean, at least you don't have to kind of get thrown behind bars like you how you hear some people. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. Um, Jamaica has been long known as a place where you can definitely find weed, um, but it wasn't until 2015 that cannabis was actually decriminalized in the country. Um, so individuals caught with two ounces or less face a $5 fine. Um, it looks like recently the country introduced a medical marijuana program. Um, and it says visit visitors who um, come to Jamaica have uh, or who have legitimate medical prescriptions from their place of residence can acquire a cheap permit to purchase um, and use weed over in the islands. So. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of nice, I feel like, because uh, if you travel a lot and that's some place that you go back to, kind of, it's, it's not expensive anyway, right? Yeah, just having that. Okay, so uh, was it last year? April. So, April. oh, okay, so last April, Gloria went backpacking across Europe with her family. Um, so I wanted to, to kind of ask her, I know we talked about some places, you know, that are outside of the U.S. and kind of their um, laws or preferences about weed. Um, but I, I kind of wanted her to talk about uh, from her perspective, kind of what she went through with it and, and if, how accessible it was and how she was able to obtain it. Um, All right. So let, ahead, me, girl. let me tell you a little about the trip. Okay. Um, 
to pull up a little mat because you know I'd be fucking up. Oh, also, we we sparked up another blunt of that vanilla Kush, so if you hear she us. I did, unfortunately. Oh, You're fake! So, we started <laughs> our trip off in Amsterdam, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in Amsterdam. When where is Amsterdam? That's in what? In the, oh my in god! The don't ask me. Let me look. People are gonna think I'm real fucking stupid, but I'm just. That. Is it in Finland? I'm high. I'm gonna blame on the fact that I'm real high. Loaded. Hi. So um, the trip. We started off in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. um, which is in the Netherlands, and Amsterdam. It was. It was it was easy. Um, I'm I so even oh, because isn't it legal in Amsterdam? Super legal. They have weed cafes. So yeah, legal. And like I, as a stoner, I'm shit. sure you guys have heard about Amsterdam and how you know dope it is and how you can just get your hands on it out there. So my of course pops and I were walking around looking for a weed cafe, and sure enough, we hit the corner and we run ac- in the red district. We run across this place called. The 420 Cafe. Hey! Oh, did I fuck Shout out to 420 Cafe in Amsterdam. Yeah, shout out to 420 Cafe in Amsterdam in the red light district. Um, <laughs> so we get there. It's a nice, you know, it's a nice, chill, relaxed place. It ain't fancy, you know, wood top tables, some stools, you know, got, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, some long looking dinner tables in the back. Yeah. But so you go up, they serve you. They have a menu that's on the counter. You have your choices. That's and, funny. Um, you know, you, you do they have like a lot of choices or um they had about maybe four to five different strains, mostly sativas. Um, okay. They didn't um, really have too many options. It wasn't like a club right. where you they're like, We don't want you guys passing out here. We don't want to yeah. be liable for your fucking yeah. high. So right. get a sativa and get the fuck out. Okay, pretty much. <laughs> they did have like they did I think they had like one indica on there if I'm not mistaken. But they also serve like coffee and tea and a, a few finger foods, like some breads and, and things like that. And so it was really cool. When you sit at the table, too, they offer you like this herbal tobacco weed type of mix. That, hmm. And they put uh, papers on the table automatically. It's like complimentary. And so it's, nice. it's pretty good. It's like a nice little That's herbal so mix. nice. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was in Amsterdam. 420 Cafe went there and it was cool. The next place that we went to was Brussels, Belgium. Brussels, Belgium. I was able to actually um, take some um, some weed with me from Amsterdam. My dad and I brought a good little bunch. We, we really honestly only bought like a, maybe an eighth um, or a little bit less, actually, because it came in, in, in a baggie that was a little bit bigger than a dime mm-hmm. bag. Um, but it was a pretty big nug. So we had that with us for a little bit. Went to Brussels, Belgium. Didn't smoke much. Maybe tapped the blunt once or twice. Put it out with my, you know, with my dad before mm-hmm. we went to bed. Mm-hmm. After Brussels, Belgium. Now let me tell you what I loved about Brussels, Belgium, though. Belgium waffles are nothing <laughs> have them in Belgium. Oh, I bet. That, I fucking bet. That and frites, frites, frites are fucking fries, bro. But their fries shit on, on American fries. It's just, they're so bombed. And they have different sauces that they offer with the French fries. It's just, it's, yeah, it's pretty much lit. Um, so Brussels. After Brussels, we went to Paris. Oh, no, we went to Germany, actually. Germany was my least favorite. I didn't really care for the food. It's a lot of Mediterranean food, which was Oh, cool. really? It's like a lot of grilled. I, I don't, don't know what I imagined food. there to be there, but I guess I didn't think Mediterranean food. Yeah, it was a big Mediterranean community is what it seemed like, and I might be getting it completely wrong, but they wasn't like crazy in Germany. 
it wasn't yeah it wasn't of german descent <laughs> but um i guess yeah it was cool germans. now germany they their music they were slapping a lot of hip-hop and and rap the stuff that we listen to out here i'd go into you know like the that's the, the shopping is dope out there too the fashion is really nice mm. i liked it um after Germany, we went to Paris. Uh, Paris, you know, we still have Paris. Little, uh, pa Paris. Yeah, more, I was gonna say, exactly. say it like you say. It. Anyways, Paris was nice. Paris was great. Fucking love the pasta. The wine is amazing. I had wine and pasta and pizza everywhere I went. Um, still had the weed that we bought from Amsterdam because, um, like, we was holding on to that shit because I didn't know when I was gonna be able to find some more. So I was literally just taking one or two hit a hits a day type of stuff right mm -hmm. before bed because that's really when i need it is to go to sleep and the time change just had me completely fucked up oh i can imagine oh yeah <coughs> after paris we took a plane to london and in london is where we found we were in the oxford area if i'm not mistaken which is a pretty it's a pretty thick college area uh -huh. um that's where we found our homies who was able to hook us up with a little bit of something to re-up hey shout out to fucking y'all yeah shout out to y'all don't even know y'all names and um we bought maybe another a couple dime bags um it was pretty cool and they said the weed was from amsterdam the weed in amsterdam i didn't tap into that it was great i was worried about you know it not being as lit as cali weed because you know everybody love west coast weed it's the west right coast. i mean west coast is the best coast shit this shit is pretty fly i got lit i, I don't want to hear nothing about the east coast either not that y'all aren't like cool or whatever no, but like all my homies well you know not Did y'all follow that? He's out towards the East Coast because them niggas love our shit. We don't be getting weed from them niggas. You can't grow a tree in the snow. <laughs> and you can't grow it in that damn heat that they have either, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Who knows? We but. don't. I mean, we because we don't. We're yeah. not on the East Coast. Not we, to be rude, but we just we don't care. Nice you know, stuff. why would we? We're on the West Coast. But shout out to the East Coast, I guess. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I'm really high too. Like, but don't think I wasn't listening because I was. No, okay. Oh, you were trying to talk about the weed in Amsterdam. Oh, weed in Amsterdam, great. And then I ended the trip in London. I think that's why I stopped. Okay, there we go. So we're smoking an indica right now, and it's definitely doing this to me right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How do you like it? You like it? Wait, that's the indica too. Uh, this is the vanilla Kush. Yep, what you guys smoked Kush. was a hybrid. It was a sativa dominant hybrid. This is just the indica. We're, we've been smoking the second blunt of vanilla Kush. Mm-hmm. Before this, I smoked the vanilla diesel. This is Maddie's no, second vanilla. It was no, it was blue diesel. Blue diesel. Excuse me, I was smoking blue diesel. I was because um, Mel, Mel was just talking about blue blueberries earlier. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, I'm over here sitting. We, you know, we smoking and doing our thing. I'm listening, and right when you said this blunt is really doing it, I was wondering why I'm just like hella high, hella high, like. I'm ready for the in the bed. This is called a bedtime blunt, and I love that name for it because it's true to it. Indica in the bed bedtime. But blunt. especially like when it's past midnight, I'm yeah. like, oh my god. And, and it's definitely a cool little piece to have to cruise through a conversation. And yeah. Just to ease it, you know, ease yeah. your way through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you guys start to feel like your heart rate speed up, just drink some water because yeah, mine yeah, definitely yeah. did a little bit, but yeah, I felt I cool, and then we just sparked up again. So I'm like, ooh. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, but back to traveling. Oh yeah, London. The stoner. Um, oh, you know what's so funny? I got to London when it was Weed Week. Oh, 
Yeah. Look how the universe works in our favors. Shout out, universe. Shout out to you and the way you set it up for me. Thank you, Mother Nature, universe. And yes. Hand clap. But um, I was flying out literally the day that they do our whole little God, no. celebration that we do at Golden Gate Park. They do something a little bit similar. Definitely not as big because it's not as welcome as it is out there. They definitely have to do it on the under. You will get some, like, you get caught with the eighth. You're doing like, Oh, I was just going to ask because if they had weed week, I figured, okay, maybe it's, like, pretty, like, acceptable out there, but no? Yeah, no, you will get fines for sure if they catch you the first time. I was talking to some homies that I met at Foot Locker, mm-hmm. and they were 21, 19, and the other one, like, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of them got caught before, you know, just smoking at the park, and they fined him, I think it was, like, a $300 fine. Um, and they do take your name down so they, they know that you've been caught before they catch you a second time and you either have to do some like community service type mm-hmm. shit or, you know, do the few days in jail. He's making a list and checking it twice. Okay. They will check up on you. That's funny because I've gotten you're like. You're naughty or nice. Oh, okay. I hear that. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I got caught you're up. A, I got caught up a few times, uh, like in California and like, they took my information even when I was over 18, but like, I didn't know if they were putting me on like some type of list, right. you know? what i mean like just in case i ever got caught again they could be like oh well she already got caught you know once or twice or you know we've already had this amount of encounters with her to where after a certain point maybe they wouldn't be as lenient with me you know so yeah because you're not fixing the problem well in that situation i don't think i'm the one that has a problem to fix personally it's the law law. but um i definitely (laughs) say tune into the laws that are going to be wherever you travel because some places you will go and you get caught with the dime bag, bro, and it's some serious shit. It really know? is. And being locked up overseas is no joke. It's like, it's not. their legal system is not the same as ours. So as, as fucked up as, as people can say that our legal, legal system is handled sometimes, which I, I thoroughly agree with that, um, you don't have any type of say in it regardless. So imagine when you're out of the country. People aren't super crazy about Americans in general anyway. They kind of think that we're stupid. They just don't really like us, you know, and so they're not going to just take it easy on you, you know, but but it's kind of like etiquette just in general when you travel, you know, you need to learn the customs of the country that you're going to. You don't want to offend anybody. Exactly. You don't want to, you know, just think about when you have, you know, you're, tra- you're traveling or you're going about your, your regular day and you see someone that looks like, you know, they might be a tourist and, and they might do something that's not, you know, typical in, in our, you know, our customs or, you know, whatever. And you kind of look at them like, wow, why we would they do that? Say- you know, you're in America, learn American customs. Right, same, right, right. Same, you know. Yeah, like they're going to look at you the same way. So just make sure that you educate yourself on that. Be respectful wherever you go. It's important. Find out the weed laws, see, you know, what it's looking like, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. If you need the hookup, if you ever go to Europe, I did get the homies, you know, some people's information. Um, so, Yeah. Amsterdam is easy though. Red light district, they got 420 cafes all over the place. You did you have something to say, Mom? <laughs> Commit if you don't say go. Oh. <laughs> that right there, ladies and gents, is a definition of fucking crazy. But anyway, yes, back to I just want to make a comment about Amsterdam because. I really want to go there because, like, <clears throat> what I have seen in pictures and stuff, it's like a very small country mm-hmm. and very tight. But I don't know for sure. But that's what I see in pictures and just the fact that weed is legal and you can just smoke in a coffee shop and eat and smoke and 
all that shit is yeah it's beautiful yeah fucking amazing. just the concept of it you know what Period. i mean just yes. it being so accepted like i'm down with legalization in in the sense that it's being recognized as something that is acceptable that can be yeah, used recreationally yeah. yes that's what i don't like i feel like when the government gets involved and they legalize something it's typically so that they can gain control over it and they can obviously get something out of it but then also you know kind of control it a little bit more so you know with the taxes that they're enforcing that's kind of their way of regulating it you know right and so mel i wanted to ask you really quickly here before we kind of wrap up um you're you're cambodian and i know that um you guys have property out there so you guys go and you visit what are the the like legalization kind of rules out there in, in cambodia like is weed accepted at all or are they really strict about it and how accessible is it from what i know it's not very accessible mm -hmm. um my brother told me when he went uh he was basically just smoking grass really yeah they don't really like you probably have to send that shit to yourself mm -hmm. that's term for smoking some like bad stuff it's not backyard boogie, backyard trash. boogie. yeah they're like literally comparing it to grass like yeah. you might as well roll some grass up and smoke it because it's yeah. going to do the same shit that that bunk ass shit would do my uncle out in cambodia all you whatever you want and we can get it but it's like no, and my brother's like, no, it's not worth it. So mm -hmm. it's definitely not accessible, and it's definitely not worth trying to get unless you plan on sending yourself somewhere you got. So are they big on like something else then? Like, are you are big on drinking, or are there like other drugs that are like more well known to the area? Um, for drugs, I wouldn't say there's no well known drug for our community. However, drinking is a big problem. So <laughs> it's a big problem. It's a big social activity. Yeah, very big. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey. And all of us, so, for, I mean, all Cambodians, I could probably speak for everybody. Yeah. It be lit. <laughs> well, that's always fun. I mean, if nothing else, I guess you can look forward to a good time, right? Definitely. Definitely. All right. So that kind of concludes everything that we wanted to talk about for our first episode with just starting with the basics. Um, so I, I definitely wanted to thank our guests again for, for joining us on the show and kind of giving us, you know, your, your insight and your perspective on weed. And I feel like we covered a lot and I, I think that this will be kind of a good place to start, you know? No, most definitely. I agree. And again, thank you for bringing us out and having us on Absolutely. the first episode. And you feel me? Again, it is Mel, the manager. Yes. Instagram is M-E-L-T-H-E-M-A-N-A-G-R. Mel, the manager, just how it sounds. Major grind. <laughs> Follow it. Shout, Shout out. out. Y'all check out. Next episode is coming very soon. Yes. Again, thank you. Thank you for having me. And again, my name is Glow. You can find me on Instagram at G-L-O-T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-G-L-O-T-A-Y-L-O-R-G-L-O-T-A-Y-L-O-T-A-Y-L-O-T-A-Y-L-O-T-A-Y-L-O-T-A-Y-L-O
at www.weareloaded.online. You can also follow us on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash wearloadedpod. If you have any product recommendations or have products that you would like featured on the show, please email us at wearloadedpodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on pretty much all major podcasting platforms, but please let us know if there are any other sites or apps that we can share our episodes on as well. If you are a fan of the show, please subscribe, rate, and spread the word on our podcast. This helps us out tremendously and will allow us to create more awesome content for you. To cover our blunts as well as yours, Loaded Podcast does not encourage or recommend the use of marijuana prior to using any heavy machinery. Even though we know podcasts are primarily listened to in the car or at work, Loaded Podcast does not support the use of marijuana prior to driving a vehicle or entering a drug-free workplace. Whether using marijuana for medicinal or recreational purposes, please always remember to smoke responsibly. Thanks for listening in, stoners.